Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And welcome to the big show. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's the dog days of summer right now, boys. Paul the Mall in studio. Joe Salzone, the uh, the incomparable Joe Salzone. Thank you. And of course, Forrest, uh, yes. sitting in on the show today. Josh, uh, I think we can open up. And discussion how the lights just went on. I feel like the owner in the uh, uh, of uh, the Knights and the Natural. Remember that guy? Remember the guy on the in the movie The Natural? Never Does saw it. Never saw The Natural. Yeah. One of the greatest. Imagine Robert, that, me Ro- now Rob- watching a sports movie. No, but you know what? It's an amazing Robert Redford film. It really is. Mm-hmm. Really well done film. Um, anyway, you know what? Why am I going this way? Um, <laughs> so, so as I'm driving into work and uh, I'm on the 81 and dead stop traffic, a truck had, f- uh, uh, an SUV had flipped. There was, I get off on the 11 to take that road. That slows down. I see out to the left of me that the 81 is moving again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I barely get here. And I thought to myself, what does Josh do on his vacation time? That was my thought coming into work. What does Josh do on his vacation time? He, now, uh, I saw a very disturbing video of Josh. Did you see the Roman candle video? Yes, that's yeah. That's from a few years ago. Yeah, he it took is? his yeah he took yeah. his shirt off and 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 pointed the Roman candle um, as if it was a um, an yeah, appendage his, of his body the, from below the pride his waist. Of Oswego <laughs> County, Josh Grossvent. Yes, and then he proceeded to light it mm-hmm. and shoot his Roman candle into the sky. Happy birthday, while he, gy- while he gyrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, back and forth, shooting each each candle. His uh, wife is a very lucky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is. She's a little burned out on all of it, but she's very, very lucky. <laughs> hey. Um, what does Josh do on his break? Do, are you in contact with Josh? Uh, yeah, he doesn't do a lot. He sits on his couch, I'm guessing. And, uh, he... Is it potato chips and onion dip and, you know, reality TV? He's yeah, basically he. Or is he a Game Boy guy? I could see him playing games. He's. I don't know what he does. He texts me weird jokes and inappropriate pictures randomly, but that's about it. I think he's just doing a staycation, and his kids are driving him crazy. I think is basically it. He's dying to get back on the Daniel Baldwin show. Yeah, I'm guessing he wants to sit on the couch, but yeah, he plays. <laughs> he plays video games. He does play video games. Uh, he plays the the Black Ops, I think, and the new one, the World War II one. Fascinating segment. And uh, um, what do you do on your vacations? I work. Oh, I work. My kids actually had to get me uh, called me in this morning and asked me to uh, give them a hug. And I laid in bed with Avis, and Finley came in and and laid on top of me. And I tried to teach them something. I said, "They said, well, do you really have to go to work today?" I said, "Yes, I have to go in." And I said, and they said that they wanted to go um, in the pool at the neighbor's house or in the lake. And I said, no, we have a lot of work. It's going to be a, a cool day today. Today's a great day to finish staining the deck and, and doing some other things that we have to do. And she said, my dad, you know, all you want to do is work. And 
I do. I like to get things. I, li- I like to get things done and improve my home and do stuff like that. And then when I do finally get it all done, which is never, I like to take breaks of going fishing. And but I like to travel with my wife. That's what I enjoy most. My my quiet time with my wife is probably the best time in my life. She's. Uh, we can get in a car and drive for days and just talk. And she's really that much fun to be with. She's very goofy. Um, so more stuff going on now uh, about Kawhi. Leonard going now he says he doesn't want to go to the Lakers but he's decided that he doesn't want to play second fiddle to LeBron with the Lakers that he wants to go to the Clippers and I thought to myself well he's not going to probably go this year so that would mean he'd ride shotgun to LeBron for three years in LA and then inherit the team is this guy out of his mind does he really think he's going to go to the Clippers and they're going to Another team on on the on the West Coast, you know that. I wonder what the I wonder who advises this guy. His family, his family's is who advised him. His uncle took over his management team, and that's what people are saying. Everything kind of turned like his relationship with Greg Popovich and the Spurs and stuff. But I don't know how he expects to get to the Clippers before next year because what do the Clippers had absolutely nothing to get for him. Well, there's a cycle that goes with the Clippers, and I was actually, I couldn't stand the Lakers, and I was a Clippers fan uh, because I lived in L.A., and all you know, the other actors went to watch and jump on the Laker bandwagon. I couldn't stand it because I was a Knicks fan, and I liked Boston better being an East Coast guy than I did. So, of course, I teamed up with, with you know rooting for Boston all those years when they clashed with the Lakers, or I took the bad boys, anybody to beat them. I, I, I hated the Lakers. So... With that said, when I moved to L.A. and became an actor, I instantaneously migrated to the Clippers. And the Clippers have a, um, a history, ownership, and, uh, and fundamentally. They play, they play poorly. They get one of the best draft picks or a lottery pick, and they get a great player, Danny Manning, this guy, that guy, whoever it is. And then they don't do anything to compliment that guy. They only get one more guy, and they're a middle-of-the-road team that just barely makes the playoffs, and that's that. So they haven't really been a true threat ever, really. Um, and I don't imagine that if they got Kawhi, they're going to make, you know, because nowadays you need three all-stars at least, you know, on your on your starting roster to compete in the NBA. I don't see the Clippers doing that. So I don't understand this move, this move by Kawhi. I really don't get it. You got anything for me, Paulie? I was just looking at the star power of the L.A. Clippers. Uh-huh. Their most famous fan is Billy Crystal. Well, Billy Crystal's a, a Knicks fan. He's, but go ahead. Uh... <laughs> Penny Marshall. Uh, so this is fan. good if the, the 1970s <laughs> were. Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. Uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Okay. Rob Lowe used to go to games, too. I used to see Rob at the games. But, yeah, there's it's a complete, like you Lakers games, everybody goes yeah, it's, to. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's, a, it's a show. I can't imagine why you would want to be a Clipper. If you're going to go to the Clippers, go to the Knicks. You know, well, well, you're on one coast living, so you want to go to the game. So you've I, got two choices. Yeah, I know. But if you want to be the man, you're not going to be the man in L.A. as a Clipper. Well, no one's going to be the man in L.A. until Nicholson dies. He's the legendary, you know, guy who sits like practically on the bench. Yeah, no, I'm talking about Kawhi. Like he's not. You're never going to be the number one man in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as a Clipper. I, listen, what Especially he'll do with LeBron with LA now. What he'll do with the Lakers um, to be the number two, and he would be the number two guy right now behind LeBron. Um, 
will be far more than he would do being the number one guy with the Clippers, no doubt about it. You know, as far as, I mean, you wouldn't, you can't go anywhere as a Laker in that city when they're playing well that you aren't bigger than every movie star ever. Because even the movie stars are, are looking at you saying you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. So, yeah, that's for sure. No doubt about that. So I think I think with Kawhi, the best place, like the best team that has a chance to get him, I think is Philadelphia. Because I think they're just going to crack and they're going to trade them the prospects and draft picks that they want. Because the Clippers... The Lakers, the Knicks—they don't have the assets to get Kawhi Leonard. Well, Philly doesn't have a tremendous, a, a great amount of draft picks right now, do they? That are they, they have a twenty twenty one Miami pick that people are projecting to be a high pick, so they could trade that pick, and they could trade Fultz. But I, I think they would be insane to trade it without him signing in advance. Yeah, well, you're not going to sign. I don't think, honestly, I don't think anyone's going to get him this year. I don't. I can't imagine anyone giving up what they're talking about, giving up for him. Um, and you know what? Honestly, is he worth, really, is he worth two first-round, back-to-back years first-round draft picks, back-to-back years second-round draft picks? I mean, you stripped yourself of four guys, four good players. Um, and, and remember, Philly's draft picks are are not going to be the same as a Clipper draft pick. Clippers are going to be much far, farther up the board, so a really yeah. talented player. Um, the Lakers draft picks aren't that bad. They didn't play that great for the West last year. They're in the middle. They're, they're picking you know, 10, 11, 12. So, and, then, and then one or two players that are on the team now, that's six players, and your future for eight years for this guy. And he's not 20. You know what I mean? Like he came in off of one year, two years ago. He's 26. So how many more years... Will he go injury free and play? You know what, man? Those are the kinds of trades that destroy a franchise. That he gets hurt, he does a Roosevelt buoy or something, or he doesn't, you know, a really bad, you know, uh, Achilles injury, and he's never the same again. And you're out 10 years worth of guys. That's a big, big risk for a franchise to take. I think Philly's the only franchise that's that won't get hurt if they take that risk because you got Simmons and Joel Embiid who are going to be there for at least 10 years. And if you give up a guy like Markel Fultz or Robert Covington or Dario Sarge, I think that's worth giving up for a guy like Kawhi Leonard, who, when he is healthy, is definitely top five in the league. The Gump has spoken. The Gump coming in with hardcore nameage. Dropping knowledge on. <laughs> just, I told you, that's the thing about Gump. He's Gump. We, we've got a big show planned for everybody today. What do we got to... We do. Well, we checked in with, uh, with Big Al, the kitty's pal, my brother Alec, and uh, he said, you want me to call in? You want me to call in the show? So he's calling in at 10.30, and we're going to we're gonna play a little simpleton quiz game. Joe Salzone is sketching... He's uh, doodling. I'm just doodling. He's sketching what looks like the insides of a nuclear facility. I'm not yes. sure yes. what he has going on I have big weekend plans. Do you... <laughs> huh? <laughs> We're going to do a state capitals quiz. Yeah, Joe, you want to play state capitals? Sure. I am terrible at them. Oh, you're such a liar. You'll pull up on the screen and cheat. So we're going to play. We're going to do. Uh, Dover. <laughs> Dover. Yeah. Yeah, how, about, how about that? Let's go to break. Let's go to Is break. New Hampshire? No, oh, that's Delaware. Damn it. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's time for. Uh, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I just can't. Um. So what? It's unlistenable radio. <laughs> you understand the me? Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. It's so what time for us. What do you got for us? Ronda Rousey has become the first female ever inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. 
What was her record? Um, I can look like, it up real quick. I don't think she did much, did she? She was undefeated for a long time. And then and, some girl knocked her out. Yeah, so she lost the last two or three fights of her UFC career. I, I don't think that's a so what at all. I think she's one of the most one of the most recognizable faces in the history of UFC. Didn't she steal from Roddy Piper her the name? Didn't she had to ask for permission or something? Well, she uh, he gave her permission. For right. It. She was twelve and two. She's only fourteen fights. And she's in the Hall of Fame. Is that because there's so few women, or she just was such a big splash? Probably because she was a big splash, and she was so dominant when. She was at the top. Well, how many fights a year did she have? She fought, don't they fight like every four months? She fought for three years? They fight twice a year at best. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so it's like boxing. I mean, you, you think, yeah, exactly. I mean, you think I don't of, watch it that much. You think of the amount of training involved. Uh, it's not like any other sport. I mean, it's it's a pretty intense thing. So two fights a year is is average. She won 11 of her fights in the first round. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's pretty dumb. Well, well, and the other thing I heard was... And I would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was obviously oh, the next question. Hall, yeah, Hall of Famer. <laughs> she's a Hall of Famer. She'd crush your head like a walnut. Please, and thank you. <laughs> Come on. Me, I'll tap out. Uh, more disturbing images. So does the girl who beat her go in the Hall of Fame just for beating her? No. Holly Holm? No one talks about Holly Holm anymore. So what? So what? Well, not a so what. LeBron <clears throat> James had zero contact with Lakers head coach Luke Walton while he was being recruited during free agency and has not met or spoken to Walton since signing with the Lakers. That's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. Do you smell uh, Luke Walton getting, getting? Because I mean, he's certainly going to be a big factor. In, I think he's got a one-year audition too. Yeah, I think this is kind of a, an auditioning year for a lot of people, and I think he's on the clock. Yeah, because Magic Johnson, and Rob Palenka didn't hire him. They were basically they inherited him. So, yeah, not a so what, but I think it'd be nice if maybe he reached out to him, or they if they're going to fire him, fire him. You know. Well, I think it's unfortunate for him. Um, you know, they, but they haven't done much. They haven't had the pieces. Now you're right. I think Paulie's right. I think that, you know, you give a guy some of the elements and certainly they're going to have to improve dramatically. Are they going to beat Golden State with what they have on the roster now? No. Could they win 45, 50 games? They should. They should beat up everybody else now. Oh, the other, they should be the team that's number four. You know what I mean? Like right now with that roster, they should Utah, Golden State, um, you know, but they got to start knocking off with consistency. Portland, this one, that one. They can't go up in Portland and lose. They got to yes. win. Is Stephen A. Smith turning into like a conspiracy theorist weirdo? He thinks they're going to fire Luke Walton and bring in Phil Jackson. That was just a prediction he made. Like he just threw that out there. That was insane. How old's Phil? Eighty. Yeah, he's a hundred and five. He didn't even want to be a GM. Why is he going to want to come back and coach? Not going to happen. It's not a so what. They'd be Riley in before they bring in Jackson. Oh, yeah. Riley would coach it again. Take him home. Bring Kai Lu. <laughs> He's a former Laker. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. I don't think LeBron wants to coach it anymore. Wow. I get it. I see what you did there. See how Forrest tied that all together? And everything we say is this is so what to Joe. Yeah, so what? So what? All right. He's, no, it wasn't so what. Joe came out and said no, so what? Yeah, and uh, Rhonda. Yeah. 
ESPN Stephen A. Smith reports that the Portland Trail Blazers do not make any significant upgrades to their roster. Damian Lillard would be willing to be traded to the Lakers or Knicks. Wow. What? So if he goes, did you understand much of that? No, could you read that again in English? (laughs) He said Damian Lillard would be open to being traded if the Portland Trail Blazers don't make any moves, Uh, basically. I can hear it again. I still don't care. So what? Uh, well, I heard that he's going to the Knicks. That's what I heard. Um, but, uh, you know, if he goes to the Lakers, doesn't that immediately mean the ball is gone? I mean, how many guards are they going to have uh, that that control the tempo of the game? Now, uh, Paulie had mentioned that LeBron James says that he doesn't want to take the ball up. He wants to be shooting and driving and have someone else have that responsibility. Lillard, Lillard would certainly be great at that. Um, and distributing the ball, and he'd be a great addition. And and they'd have uh, Rondo to give him a break, and maybe even have you know you could conceivably play LeBron at forward too if you wanted to, small yeah. forward. Well, that, yeah, yeah, that's what he's definitely going to do. They yeah. think he's going to play on the post this year. So I like it. I would love Lillard, Lillard to come it, if you're like a fan. I would also equally love him to go to the Knicks. Oh yeah, definitely. Him and Perzingis and Madison Square Garden would be amazing. Showtime. Why would you want to leave Portland? They're fine. They're fine. Well, you, you don't I'll tell you the reason why. He wants to win, though. Well, also too, you know, it's it's that limited market marketing thing. You know, um, it's tough to drive the outside of your salary dollars when you play for a profile team that the only pro team in the state is the Portland Trailblazers in the entire state of Oregon. So, you know, there's the University of Oregon, which gets a lot of love from the state. And outside of that, they're doing, you know, local 200,000, no, 500,000, half a million people in the city, car commercials and stuff like that. And you got to be a star player to get those. I lived up in Portland. so And I was a, a big Trailblazers fan. I used to go to a lot of games. But, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to drive that dollar. When you're in Chicago, you're representing, you know, bank trust and, you know, all these different big companies. And you're doing commercial them, you're, and you're getting six figures per ad and, you know, you do 20 of them and you make your subsidiary $5 million a year. That money does not exist in Portland. So, I'm saying so what just because until it happens, I don't care. Then you'll believe it? Yeah, and I don't think it's happening this year. So. How boring. So It won't happen until next let, let, year. Let, let, let me go with a shocking prediction. Go uh, ahead, Joe. Ditto. So what for Joe? I can't believe it. <laughs> Mind-blowing. President Donald Trump said yesterday that the NFL's new national anthem policy, which requires players to stand for the national anthem, is worse than their original policy. Why would it be worse? He says if you're being forced to stand up for the national anthem, you should just go in the locker room and you're not being patriotic. That's an option now, though. That's part of the new rule. But what I understand from... That, uh, that's just what he said. Can we just so let this die? he obviously doesn't fully understand the rule. I'm so sick <clears> of this topic. Well, no, but... but, but so, so now think about what the president is trying to say. So it's not enough that you're forcing them to stand because it's the rule. Now what does he want to do? He wants to individually counsel all of them so that they choose to stand? Like What, what kind of idiotic comment was that? Is the president losing it? Oh, yeah. Is he losing it a little bit? He just wants it to keep going, to keep the NFL distraction going. Yeah, it is. He's a master at uh, um, Forrest with his hot take on (laughs) politics. He's just trying to detract from other things. 
His policies are terrible. That could be a whole new show, Forest on Politics. Oh, that that would be awful. <laughs> that would be really, really fun to do. We should do. We should get my what, brother. What is what is he distracting from? I would love. For she didn't vote last election, did you? No, I did not vote. Are you registered for either particular party? Do you do you don't have to reveal? I'm I'm independent. I'll oh, say that. You're independent. I am an independent woman. <laughs> Hear me roar. <laughs> Are you leaning towards anything? Uh, I would watch the evening news I with Forrest. If I don't support Trump, if that's what you're asking, no, I, d- I don't support Trump, and I lead more towards the Democrats. Gotcha. <laughs> I lead was... toward, towards the Democrats. All right. I so you're, you're a, a slighted independent. Yeah. I like it. He's leaning left, is what the kids would say. Yeah, he's got a bad, I got a bad <laughs> hip, I lean left. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know what he thinks Trump's distracting from. Well, it was a distract because people, a lot of people, were focused on the NFL and Colin Kaepernick when he was saying all this stuff. Well, no, that's that's actually that diversionary tactic has been used on both sides of the aisle for many, many years. Let's get you thinking about a wall and how important a wall is, and next thing you know, we're have one of the biggest uh, uh, tariffs being and tariff wars against China going on. But we're worried about that wall, man. Worry about they're all coming. They're going to come get us. Watch it. I don't get to say. Maybe I'm just. Smarter than the average bear. Like, I don't get distracted. I knew the tariffs are happening. I know the flag thing's happening. I read newspapers. Right. And follow stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it just like the average person doesn't follow? Like, I don't get how it's a distraction. Um, okay, so let me give you a better example. So have you ever read a bill that's being trying to be passed by Congress from page from front to, to yeah, back? Yeah, see, now this is going to... Y- yes. Have you, I answer yes. the question. Yes. You can this is going to make me sound like a nerd, but yeah, I do read Great. that stuff. So I, you'll know that the attachments on the bill are what yeah, the bills are usually yeah. really about. So we say, we want to build the wall. And then next thing you know, on page 19, there's financing going on for Venezuela, who's yeah. about to go under. And yet they put all these addendums, and it seems like you're doing the right thing, saying, hey, we want to we want to build this wall. It's a great idea. But you're really passing 15 other things, which is one of the diversionary tactics that are used uh, in the White House by both sides. They do it all the time. But yeah, that, but I, I, I think of what the two different things, though. I think of what everybody thinks, like Trump's like, hey, look, a bear, and everybody turns and he passes a policy. I, 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 I think he does that, too. Huh, I, don't I, know. I think he does that, too. I think they all do it. I don't think it's just him. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I, I 100% agree with that, but I, I don't know who falls for that. I've always it's, said Harry Houdini <laughs> has never escaped from a single thing. He just got you to look for one second the other way while he slipped that key in his hand. And then he jumped into the tank, and you watched him. You went, he's not going to make it. He's uh, he made it. We'll take a break, and we'll, we'll come, come back, back with a guy who we know leans a certain direction. <laughs> Just we, from following him on Twitter. May, we, may come back, we may come back with the president, and we may come back in an open debate. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Now, and we're back, and on the line, the incomparable one, Lex Luthor. Alec, you there? Yeah. What's happening? Well, I thought we'd take a moment to celebrate uh, during this period of uh, America's independence and, uh, you know, us having great pride in our country. Scott Pruitt got 
thrown into the volcano. I think that's great. That's the greatest thing I've heard in such a long time. But uh, that even in the Trump administration, where a dead body, as long as they have a uh, platinum credit card in their pocket, can hold office, can be an ambassador, can be the head of a department, they can do whatever they want. But uh, even Pruitt went too far. Even the Trump administration has boundaries and standards and limits to uh, impropriety. And now Pruitt is gone. So I think this is a great, great moment. Uh, not necessarily in American history, but in, in, in American history over the last 18 months. Your response, Mo. <laughs> I'm going to be, remember that old thing they used to do the McLaughlin report. Remember the McLaughlin report? The guy said that invitation of John McLaughlin like this, and Scott Pruitt fired Mo. <laughs> that means you, you have to yeah. respond quickly, Mo. I like clean drinking water. Thank you. <laughs> very smart, very terse, very tight answer. Is this a preamble to the possible impeachment proceedings that would go against the president? No, 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 I no. Don't impeachment know. is something. Impeachment is something. I went to the Elton John AIDS Foundation dinner several months ago, and Bill Clinton said to me, I said, I'm on my way to Des Moines to give a speech to the Democrats there for their dinner. And Clinton said to me, make sure you tell them that don't, don't, don't put your hopes on impeachment. Don't bet the future on impeachment. He said impeachment is, I mean, this is a guy who was almost impeached himself and had a very, very dedicated bunch of psychopaths who wanted to impeach him. Uh, uh, for, you know, after they scrounged around from white water to this to that, then they finally went bing, 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 bing. You know, they kept putting money in the slot machine until they hit the Lewinsky uh, 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 trifecta and decided to settle on that. Yeah, let's get him for that. After we rooted around and all these scandals, they found something. They said, yeah, let, let's get him for this. And so this is a guy who's been the subject of an impeachment uh, proceeding and, and was impeached. I mean, the, the, the Senate. Uh, did not <clears throat> find him guilty. He was not removed from office, but he was impeached by the House, by the Gingrich House. And that's a very... The, the impeachment is, if you study government, it is by design a very laborious, very slow-motion process. They don't want people who are presidents tossed in and out like some kind of Central American dictatorship. I mean, they need... That stability is important, and they, they want to make impeachment cumbersome. They wanted to make it difficult to do for a specific reason, and it is difficult to do. And and and, and, is, and is Trump going to be impeached? In all likelihood, no, he will not. Probably in history, and uh, uh, and and statistics are on his side. He will not. The impeachment is tough. It's tough. I mean, if the midterms come through, and uh, you have a, a Democratic House, which there's a very good chance there will be. There's a very good chance there will be. I mean, a victory there is just to get rid of Paul Ryan and all, and, and all those people. If they took back the Senate, my God, just to get rid of Mitch McConnell, you know, to, to live in the state of Alabama and to, and, to, and, to, and to call that leadership, to say that's what you send to Washington as representative of our state and say, this is leadership, this guy who just changes the rules whenever he wants to. The, 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 the president, we should not force the president's hand to have a Supreme Court nominee put in, uh, uh, so they kill Merrick, Gar Mer Merrick Garland's appointment, and now they're changing the rules back to where we need to rush this appointment now. I mean, you, you know, the, the 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 Kennedy retirement and the vacancy of that seat alone is enough. Where McConnell should be impeached. McConnell should be impeached. He is the most horrible, 
anti-democracy, phony, money-grabbing, deal-making, swindling. He just, he's this horrible human being. He's worse than Trump. Because Trump is what he is. Trump is, this, Trump is this kind of silver spoon fop. You know what I mean? He grew up, his father was in charge. His father called all the shots. He was his father's son. He lived in the, in, in the shadow of this very kind of imperious man. He went to private schools and grew up. And then the father just hands him a piece of the company. The net value of that company, of which is less today than when his father was alive. Trump is not a financial success. The net value of Trump's corporation rated for inflation is less than the value of the company when the father ran the company. He has taken the company down a few notches. Well, I think I think it's very interesting, and watch this great segue on the show. Speaking of Des Moines, hit it, Pauly. Oh, this is my not my strong suit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just dropping the ball, Pauly. I hear nothing. Here it comes. The theme music for Match Game, ladies and gentlemen, as we are going to enter a contest phase of the show. Big Al, are you ready to play? I'm on a roll here about McConnell and impeachment. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, know. I know. And as and, and as you can tell, we were enthralled. But we were already, but we were already ready to play this match game. State capitals is the subject. And we were going to go around the horn. You're going to have three seconds to answer. And we will start with oh. Big Al. Go ahead. Go ahead, Forrest. Are you ready, Mr. Baldwin? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Your state is Maryland. Uh, uh, Annapolis. Annapolis is correct. That is correct. Oh boy, I'm gonna get slaughtered. <laughs> I've never been this tense in go. my life. Here we go, wow. Forrest. Keep going. I'm the I'm the smartest guy on this phone call so yeah. far. Go ahead. Who's next? I'm next. Um, Vermont. Mount Pelier. That is correct. Damn it, that was an easy one. Okay, now it's Polly. Alaska, Juno. Oh, it's one oh. one. Here comes here comes Joe Salzone. Joe Salzone, Louisiana, Baton Rouge. That's correct. Yes. Oh, boom. Back to Big Al, Kentucky, Louisville. Mm, no, no. And for the steal, I will say Frankfurt. That is correct. Frankfurt. Okay, there you go. You got me there. Follow them all. Michigan. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lansing. Yes. yes. Boom. <laughs> Here so, comes Joe Salzone. So proud, I'm so proud. You guys have your computers yeah. in front of you. Yes, my 880 on my SAT is coming through. <laughs> Joe Salzone. Yeah. Nevada. Uh, Carson City. Yes. Yes. Ooh, wow. Big Al. Pulled out of my ass. L- ladies. Please relax. <laughs> <laughs> this segment must have. There is a dry pair of underwear in Syracuse right now. Holy God. <laughs> Ar- <laughs> Go for us. Arkansas. Uh, Little Rock. Yes. Yes. Daniel, your turn. My turn. I'm waiting for a question. Come on, Forrest. Alabama. Montgomery. Yes. Illinois. Springfield. Wow. Yes. Oh, yeah. Iowa. Crap. Uh, pass. Oh, my God. We just said it on the show. <laughs> you can eliminate uh, Iowa. He He's out. Go oh, to Alec. Thank God. 
Des Moines. Um, Des Moines. Yes, yes. Yes, it is Des Moines. I'll give, I All have right. to give you another. Do All I have right, to so give Alec, another one? No. Alec right. got Des Moines. Go, Go to ahead, me. Kansas. Oh, oh. God. Um, Topeka. Yes. Boo. <laughs> Maine. Maine is... Oh. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to make what? up a name. <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> that is incorrect. Go to Joe for the steal. Joe. No, Maine for the steal. Brooklyn. Bangor. No, shut up. Be quiet. What's the answer? For the steal, Joe. It's Augusta. It is Augusta. I could have got all the way around the horn with with your big mouth. Back to Daniel Baldwin. Mississippi. Who's this for? This is for Alec. He goes. Yes. And then for Daniel, Washington. Um, let's see. So north is, uh, Olympia. Yes. West Virginia. Ah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Morgantown. <laughs> Joe, you can steal. Is it Huntington, West Virginia? No. Negative. Alec, you can steal. Wait, what was it again? West, West Virginia. Virginia. Charleston. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Damn it. Daniel, Wyoming. Cheyenne. Yes. Polly, this is easy. Minnesota. St. Paul. Yes. Joe, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Joe. Can we go back to, to Alec Baldwin's uh, politics? <laughs> that was much more interesting. Go. What is it? Wisconsin. He's out. He yeah, can't man, answer. Right. Alec. No, no, no. Madison. 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 That's yes. right. Go to me. Oregon. Salem. Ohio. You got to say I'm right. Columbus. Yes, you are. Right. Thank you. you are right. Columbus. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Columbus. <laughs> I need to be told. How many states are there? It's taking forever. Let's go. Joe Salzone. <laughs> Joe Salzone. New Hampshire. Nashua? No. No. Alec, New you Hampshire. You can steal. Steal. I, I, can't, I can't hear you. New, New Hampshire. <laughs> what did you say? New Hampshire. Uh, Concord. Yes. Concord is right. Daniel. Montana. Helena. You get all the easy ones. I got easy ones? <laughs> this is a fix. Massachusetts. Yeah, collusion. Uh, mass is... I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you freezing? Why am no. I... Boston. Yes. Yes, Boston. Joseph's um, own. Yes. Indiana. I should know this, uh, but I don't care anymore. Uh, pass. Alex, uh, Indiana. Uh, Indiana? Indiana. Indianapolis. Correct. Yes. Daniel. Florida. Tallahassee. (laughs) You get all of the easiest ones. It's really Connecticut. (gasps) Connecticut is Hartford. Yes. Joe. Colorado. Denver. Yes. Alec. Georgia. Atlanta. Daniel. Hawaii. Honolulu. Are we out of state? <laughs> no, I should have printed this out so I could cross them out. After oh, I did. My <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's right. my fault. Right. Any, any game show tips you can give him there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to switch off and host this instead? <laughs> He'd definitely be better than me. Think it's, uh, always remember to protect the integrity of the game. The integrity of the game is all that matters. When you started with a match game, was there ever... Uh, is did they did they reach out to any uh, are they even alive any of the original match game people to come on? Uh, 
I don't think any of them are uh, camera ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fun doing it? Um, I'll tell you that in the beginning, it was a one-off to take my charity. And I thought I would, uh, uh, you know, get the very generous, you know, feed they gave me through these 10 episodes. It was 10 episodes <coughs> in a summer game show package that included um, Michael Strahan and Steve Harvey and these other shows they were doing. And um, the, uh, uh, we did that. And, I, you know, I thought I was done. I was going to do the one-off and gonna be done with it. And then um, the ratings were so good. They were very happy with the ratings. They came back to see what I do more of it, you know, and I said, uh, you know, I, I had played a game show host on Saturday Night Live and wasn't sure that I wanted to be an actual game show host in real life, you know, um, but they, they were, they were very kind and, uh, you, you go, you go to work on things like that. And other than it being a good job, you know, it's a, they may be a very good deal and so forth. It's a, a great group of people. We have the producers, uh, Scott, St. John, and, uh, and Jennifer Mullen, who runs the whole thing, and the people from ABC, they really have been great. And we go there, and it's fun. The people are funny. So we cast everybody. My company contributes with them in casting all the talent, and we have uh, people from different worlds. You know, We had Sarah Palin on once. We have uh, music people, actors, TV, comedians, sports figures. Um, everybody has a good time. We have a great time. A great time. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been on a game show, Daniel? I did. Uh, um, Besides that, I did. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. No, that's not a game show. Um, well, I guess it's a show contest. But no, Alec and I. Do you remember when we did uh, uh, Hollywood I'm Squares scared. for Whoopi? Hollywood Squares. Yeah, we did Hollywood Squares. And the interesting, I don't know if Match Game goes the same way, but. You know, you don't want the contestant, when you're the celebrity person answering the question, to know that you don't know the answer. Because if you if you don't blurt the answer out relatively quickly, they they uh, they they can smell it on you, and then X gets the square kind of thing. So when I get there, on a show of contests, they have a guy there or, or two sometimes that are standards and practice that will make rulings if necessary because it's a show of contests and there's cash prizes and so on. So when I get there, unbeknownst to me, they hand me a slip of paper that says, these are the questions we're going to ask you, which they're allowed to tell you the questions ahead of time. Here are a series of dummy answers because we don't want you to sit there and go, uh, 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 because they're going to smell that you don't know it. So they can give you a dummy answer. They are not allowed to give you the answer, though. You must know the answer yourself if you know it. And then they give me a list of jokes. So I turn around and I go, well, I, I, you know, I'm pretty funny and I did stand up in my career. I go, I'll tell my own jokes. And they went, yeah, you don't understand. This is daytime television. You can't just tell your own jokes. It's very, very limited what you can say. And I said, no, I'd prefer to tell my own jokes off the top. So Whoopi goes, okay, let's give him a shot at it. Let's see. So, of course, they go to Whoopi first. Then they go to Alec. He's a bigger star. And then they go to other people. They finally get to me to determine the game. And they ask me, Daniel, what are bocce balls? And I don't waste a second. I go, Amoyle's Mistakes. And, of course, the 500 people from Ohio on a bus that were watching, no one got the joke. Whoopi spit her Coca-Cola out her nose because she's an African-American Jew. And she turned around and she and Alec were about the only two that got my joke. And then I had to read from the sheet after that. 
You're so, a, you're a regular Paul Lind. Yeah. <laughs> Alec does a great. Do you ever hear Alec do Paul Lind? No. Oh, he did it on SNL. You are what you are is an underappreciated comic genius. I mean, you're <laughs> <laughs> I'm big in television. Come see my you're show. You're the Nipsey Russell of our time. <laughs> you are the um, the soupy uh, sales. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the Nipsey Russell. Who's that other guy that was on there? And now that I used to remember all their names, how I count. Who's the little guy who used to do the German guy? The little Arnold, Arnie something. Or... Richard Dawson was on there all the time. I love Dawson. He was great. The uh, German guy. What are you talking about? The guy who used to do very interesting. Artie Johnson. Artie Johnson. That's it. I knew it was Arnie. Artie. From Latin. Yeah, he was great. Charles Nelson Riley. Was Charles. Alex <laughs> does Charles Nelson Riley too. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind now, of the same, um, aren't they? So, I gotta run, but uh, God bless America. Scott Pruitt is gone. Things are looking up in America. Things are looking up. Okay, fellas, I love you all. Mo, call me. I will. I will. Plan dinner. (laughs) Let's go to break. We'll be right back. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, we're back, and we're only on for a few more seconds before we say goodbye. But look who walks in, Throbin, Robin Baldwin. Robin, what's happening? Hi, honey. Came to say hi to everybody. I'd ask Polly a question. Go ahead. Fire away. So, Polly, stand anybody up lately? <laughs> <laughs> we had steaks, by the way, last night. They were really good. Weren't they so, really good? There's a lot left over. I didn't stand him up. Oh, he <laughs> told. Oh, don't oh, ask. Okay. Don't, don't ask. Slopner. Don't ask you on a date. You won't call back. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to go on a date. He's already my girlfriend. It's wow. like we discuss this. I get yelled at about everything. We're in a relationship. Aww, you and Daniel are in a relationship. Yeah. That's yeah, so it's cute. A, don't be jealous. It's, it's a three-way don't be yeah, jealous. But- it's Alex involved too now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to go. We're out of here. We'll see, see you tomorrow. Monday.